We've introduced Wade before. If you don't know Wade, um, he'll tell you about himself afterwards, okay? Are you gonna tell us a little bit about yourself other than? Whatever you want me to do. I hadn't hey, planned on it, so. Yeah. We know Wade, okay, everybody said, we know Wade. Here yeah. you go, here's Wade Longcrier. All right, well, thank you. It's so good to be here again with you. I'm enjoying coming out here and being a part of Possum Kingdom and being a part of your lives. And uh, just being here today, I tell you, it's great seeing everybody here. Uh, as like I said last time I was here, you have a choice, especially when you come out, on the, if you're just here for the weekends, whether or not you're going to come and worship if you're not at your home church. And so to see you here worshiping, uh, that's exciting to me. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, when we were raising kids, we had a lot of challenges. Uh, I've told you before, we have five children, and uh, several of my older children uh, brought some challenges to our lives. Uh, still bring some challenges even today, but I love my kids dearly, and uh, I had kind of exhausted myself on some of the things trying to do. And so I don't know how I got this idea, but the Lord gave, prompted me to tell my kids, especially my two older children, to to do something. So I would start saying, I want you to do two things when you leave the house. I want you to honor God's name, and I want you to honor our name. Because I felt like they weren't doing that very well. So I started doing this. So when my kids leave the house, whenever they're the house, I just put up two fingers. When they're leaving, that means honor God's name when you're out, honor your name when you're out. And so we have this little saying, two things, dad says two things, honor your name. And so when I sign, a, I sign a letter, I like to write my kids letters or whatever, I put two lines. I'll put two lines, and that's to remind them to honor God's name and to honor their name. There's something about a name, right? There's something about when we say a name. If I say Michael Jordan, what do you think about? Basketball. If I say Muhammad Ali, what do you think about? Boxing. If I say Michael Jackson, what do you think about? S singing music. So we identify a name with somebody's life. We identify a name with a character. If I would say Charles Manson, you know, what would you think of? So our names are important. And God calls us by name. He says that he has named every star in the heavens. Can you believe he's named every star and he knows them by name? How massive and how mighty is our God. So when somebody calls a name, there's identity to it. The Bible says a good name is more desirable than great riches and to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. I have the privilege of coming back out in a couple weeks. So I wanted to do kind of a, a two-week little sermonette-like thing. And so we're going to talk about the names of God. Today we're going to look at a few names of God, and in a couple of weeks we're going to look at more names of God. And when we look at the names of God, the names of God are revealed in Scripture. Now when you and I look at Scripture, we just, in the English, we just, it's just God, all right? God, but there's usually a little description, God Almighty, God Powerful, God Healer. But in the Hebrew, when the Hebrew was written, the Hebrew name that was given would identify God as this certain characteristic. So when you would read Scripture, and we're going to see more of this 
this morning and in a couple weeks. If you were to read it in the Hebrew, you would read what his name actually meant. So we're going to kind of break down what does God's name mean. When we understand the names of God, we understand the virtues that God gives on behalf of his people. Did you get that? When we understand God's name, we'll understand the virtues that he has for God's people, for his people. So when we look at some names today, we're going to look at the virtue of God on our behalf. The virtue of God on our behalf. So we're going to start with one today called El Shaddai. Maybe you've heard of El Shaddai. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, God is talking to Abraham. And he says to him, when Abraham in Genesis 17, so if you have your Bible, you don't need to turn there. I'll read it this morning. Genesis 17, 1, it says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. So God is speaking to Abraham, and he tells Abraham who he is. He says, I am God Almighty. God identifies himself through his name. When you read Scripture, and as you read Scripture, look at how God identifies himself, and he's identified himself on your behalf to let you know how he can minister to you in your life. So he says to Abraham, I am God Almighty. And if you go ahead and read the rest of that, he says, I am going to bless you. And there will be many nations that will be coming from you because I am God Almighty. Then he says to Jacob in Genesis chapter 35, and God said, I am God Almighty. Here we have one of the most powerful words and descriptions of God. It denotes that the Almighty is willing to supply whatever is needed. So whatever you need in your life, God is willing to supply and can supply because he is all-powerful, he is all-knowing, he is almighty, he is everything. Now when we look at God, we're going to see some things here in a moment uh, when we look at another name, that God is outside of time and space. He is infinite. He creates time and space, and that's what we're going to talk about in just a second. But he says, I am almighty. I am everything. I am the source. I am the source for you. I am the source of help for you. I am the source of hope for you. I am almighty. I'm out time, outside of time and space. I am infinite. So whatever you need, I can supply. Sometimes we forget that God is there and that he is almighty. He is willing to supply perfectly and that there's nothing too hard for God. He walks with us through some of the most difficult times of our life. God will walk with you through the most difficult time of your life because he's what? He is almighty. He is everything you need. Did you get that? He is everything 
you need. You may have never heard of the author of the old English evangelist, Leonard Ravenhill. I don't know if you've read any of his books or any of his writings, but Leonard Ravenhill was one of my heroes, and he lived in East Texas. And I, start, I planned a, a, a time to meet him because I enjoyed his writings. So a friend and I, we drove out to meet him, and I'd read several things about him, and he invites me into his home. And there's all this mail. All these people had been mailing him and writing him. He hasn't even opened it yet. And his wife brings out some, some cookies and some juice. And we're sitting down. We really hadn't even started our conversation. He looked at my friend and me and he said this. God is not all you need until God is all you need. God is not all you need until God is all you need. You see, God is all we need because he is almighty. So when you read his word, pay close attention to how he identifies himself. And so he identifies himself to Abraham as the almighty. He identified himself to Jacob as the almighty. He identifies himself to you and me as who? the Almighty, El Shaddai. He called himself El Shaddai, I am Almighty. Let's look at another one. Another one is Elohim. So if you do have your Bibles or a device, go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We'll spend a few minutes on this one. Genesis chapter 1, you can say this from memory because we've all read it we we've heard it before even unbelievers have heard this before in the beginning god in the beginning god and then it said he does what created in the beginning god created his name here is elohim and it occurs over 2,000 times in the Bible where he identifies himself as God the creator. He is describing himself as the one true creator God. Now this is important throughout all history because what has history tried to do? History has created other what? Gods, little g's. And so here God says, I am the one Elohim. I am the one true God. I am the creator God. So from the beginning, God says, in the beginning, God. I am, I am here. I am God. So there was a time before our beginning, right? So there's a time before our beginning. And God... <coughs> God does this. God creates then time and space. So read through Genesis chapter 1 through 3, and you'll see how God creates. In the beginning, God created. When we look at Isaiah chapter 40, it says, he says to Isaiah, I'm the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Elohim means that 
He is creator, and because he's creator, he is sovereign and powerful. God is outside of time and space. He created it because he is infinite. Elohim means that God is the source. He's the source of all things. He's the source of the water, the sun, the moon, the stars. He's the source of your, your being. He is the source of your provision. He is the source of your health. He is the source of your relationships. He is the source of your means to live. He is the source of your breath. He is the source of your heart beating. He's the source of your brain thinking. He's the source of the food you eat. He is the source. Do you get it? He is the source of every living thing. So if he is the source of every living thing, then every living thing, everything belongs to who? Him, to God. It doesn't belong to me. My own life doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. The things that I enjoy throughout the day, they don't belong to me. They belong to God. God created those things. The things that I, that I own or I think I own, they don't belong to me. They belong to God. The family that I think that I have, they belong to God. I, uh, I love to tell stories, and my family can tell my stories over and over and over, but um, I had read a book. And I read this book, and it, the author was talking about giving up his family for God. Like, I, I give up. The author of the book was Keith Green. Has anybody ever heard of Keith Green or listened to any of his music? So I read his autobiography before he passed away in a plane crash. And he talked about one of the songs he had written, and he talked about giving up his children, that his children didn't belong to him. So I remember this one night after I read the book, I said, God, my kids don't belong to me. They belong to you. So God, I give my kids to you. I give my, my children. They belong to you. They don't belong to me. We just moved to Texas, and I didn't know what a fire ant was, all right? I thought fire ants were these big red ants like, that you see on these big mounds. I didn't know they were little bitty ants that were uh, pretty vicious. Well, my son was two years old, and I hadn't killed the fire ant hills in my backyard. They were about this tall. And I, didn't, I didn't realize what they really were. So I was at work, and my wife let our son go outside to play, and he was two years old, and he went out to play, and he fell in that fire ant bed. And he ha all he had on was a diaper. And by the time my wife was able to pick him up, he had over 50 fire ant bites along his torso. And one thing we didn't know at that time was he was very allergic to, to fire ants. So he went into anaphylactic shock, and my wife calls me. I tell her to call 911. 
One of my buddies is a cop. He hears the call. He is there before I get there. My wife has his diaper off. The ambulance hasn't even arrived. And um, his ears are swelling. His nose is swelling. His eyes are swelling. And I can tell he's in just utter distress. I didn't know how much longer we had with him. The ambulance gets there. We put him in the ambulance. I'm holding them. They're trying to find a vein to get some IV in him, to get some medicine in him. And God speaks to me. And God said, do you remember what you just prayed just a few nights ago? Who does Zach belong to now? And I said, God, don't take him. God, don't take him. And in that moment, I could not, I just want to be honest with you. I could not give my son to God. I I couldn't give him to God. I was afraid he was going to die. And so in that moment, I am struggling with God in the ambulance, and my son is dying, and I'm saying, God, don't take him. So this struggle was real in my heart, in my mind, that in that moment, my son didn't even belong to me. He belonged to God. God creator. God the creator created you his most valuable creation. Isn't that awesome? You you are the most valuable creation of God. He created you to have this relationship with you. Elohim. From the very beginning we see God. And the creator God says, I want you to know me. That's why you're created. That's why you're here. So when you look at his creation, it's beautiful out here, right? When you see the lake, when you see his creation, that's that's a, a beautiful creation. But when God sees you, he sees his most beautiful creation, his most valued creation. Elohim, the creator God. It also means he is the triune God because it's plural. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So God was in harmony with himself and he was in relation with himself and he was in community You and I live in community with others. And what God wants to do is to allow his creation, you, to be a voice, a light for those who do not know that he is creator God. He wants others to know that he's creator God but the only way they can know that could be through you Elohim El Shaddai and we're going to learn more in the next week about who he is the Bible says you have exalted above all things this is what God, God says or David says about God You've exalted above all things your name and your word. God's exalted his name. God's exalted 
his word. Then it says in Psalm 52, 9, I just read this the other day preparing for this. This is so exciting for me. I will hope in your name, for your name is good. Isn't that awesome? I will hope in God's name because his name is good. When I go through my life, I can hope in the name of God because his name is God. His name is good. When we look at God, we, we, and the names of God, he reveals to us his virtues so that we can hang on to those virtues in our life. So his name means creator God. He created you. And that's virtuous. And what does he say when he created Adam and Eve? He saw, or when he made his creation, he said it was, yeah, when he made Adam and Eve, he said they were very good. You're very good. Don't forget that. You're very good. So often we forget how good God is. Or so often we think we're better than God. But God says to you and me, you're very good. The Bible says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then it goes on to say, your love for me outnumbers the grains of the sand of the what? Sea. Just think of this, God's love for you. Think of all the sand on the east coast, all the sand on the west coast, all the sand on the Great Lakes, all the sand around the Caribbean, all the sand around all the oceans. The Bible says that God's love for me outnumbers the sand of the sea. God's love, and if we were to put a, a, a handful of sand in our, in our hand, a handful of sand in our hand, we couldn't even count the grains of sand in our hand, could we? That's how much God thinks of you. It outnumbers the grains of the sand of the world. You, you and I are his greatest creation. Elohim, the one true God, in the beginning, God. He is God Almighty, El Shaddai. In a couple of weeks, we'll look at, he's a healer. He's our hope. He's our strength. So who is he today to you? So I want to do something real quick before we close. You may not have a paper or pencil, but so you can do it in your mind or you can do it on your phone. Thank God for two or three things about your life. Thank him for two or three things about your life. What, what are those things? You don't, don't tell me, but what are those things you want to thank God for? Think about those things. Now, I want to do something a little different, a little interactive. Who is God to you? So I want you to tell me who God is to you. 
Is you your strength? Is your power? Whatever. I don't, I'm not going to try to prompt you anymore, but just, just say it out loud. What, who is God to you? Savior. Savior. Redeemer. Redeemer. The Lamb of God. Comfort. Strength. Counselor. Friend. Purpose. Everything. Look, look at this. When we start telling God who he is to us, it begins to bubble inside of us and we begin to see more of who God is. So in your time of prayer, thank God for how he's made you and for the characteristic in your life. And then tell him who he is to you. Let's pray. God, thank you for loving us, creating us, making us in your image, for giving us your names. And Father, we don't own anything. You own it all. You're almighty. You're the source but we're your most valued creation, and we thank you, God. Today, you are everything. Lord, help us to follow you in all of our ways. Thank you that we had the opportunity to worship you through song this morning and through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. Mike, anything else? You're dismissed. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.